Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, October 18th. S&P futures are trading down just a couple of points. Um, actually, they're, they're trading relatively uh, resiliently given the tenor of news this morning um, is ostensibly on the negative side. So the big macro focus is on China eco data. You had uh, the GDP number came in light, so the GDP came in at up 6%. The street was at up 6.1%. So the headlines are painting that as a large negative. In reality, it doesn't necessarily change the directory or the, or the narrative around Chinese growth at all. Um, a relatively mild miss. You're still within the band of uh, the Chinese target for the full year. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily alarming. And if anything, if you look at some of the details of the growth, there are some bright spots. So the industrial production number for September was very strong, coming in at up 5.8%. It's nearly 100 basis points ahead of the street, and it's well above the very depressed figure from August. So you could argue that the linearity in the quarter was positive with September coming in ahead of August, coming in ahead of July. So if uh, growth is ending on a relatively upbeat note, um, that certainly offsets the the weak kind of print of 6%. So Mixed China data, and you could argue there was probably a little bit more to be hopeful about than than incrementally negative. Um, I would say the other big area of focus is on earnings, not in the U.S. There really wasn't anything major out of the U.S. last night, but there are a bunch of big names out in Europe. Um, Renault and Danone in particular are both negative. So Renault issued a negative warning during U.S. trading yesterday, middle of the day. That has the whole auto complex trading lower. Danone earnings were out this morning. They trimmed their full-year sales number, uh, full-year sales forecast only slightly, but that's hitting that stock uh, by a relatively large margin today. So that's weighing on both the autos and the staples, but Eurozone stocks are, are holding in well overall. So they're really kind of flattish for the most part. Um, there are a few other negative earnings reports out of Europe as well. Other than that, it's a pretty quiet morning for the most part. So you have obviously this big Brexit vote coming up tomorrow in the UK. The math is very murky at the moment. I would have to say if you needed to handicap it, it's probably heading towards failure. Um, you know, again, I think if it has towards failure, you get an extension of this October 31st deadline. There's probably going to be an election in the UK. Uh, that election should favor Johnson, so he should increase his majorities, in which case you bring this back up for another vote, and then ideally it passes. So I don't think that if you were to see failure on Saturday that the future should really get destroyed on Monday at all. Um, if anything, like I said, I kind of think this is more um, background noise as far as the U.S. equities are concerned. Obviously, it has a much bigger impact on Europe and the pound, etc. cetera. Uh, there were a, dun- a bunch of articles talking about how even if this does pass, the specifics of this particular Brexit plan make it such that you are not going to alleviate a lot of the economic uncertainty that's currently weighing on uh, the Eurozone economy. And so it gets into a lot of the particulars about um, some of the owner's restrictions around around trade, etc. Um, so just noting that even if this were to pass, it certainly is not a huge relief at all, similar to this phase one U.S.-China deal, um, which I still think is going to come to fruition and you still will avoid incremental tariffs does not by any means necessarily change the dynamics of the U.S.-China relationship, which uh, is, is arguably growing only more acrimonious going forward, um, although there was no new U.S.-China news out overnight. Um, so that is kind of the backdrop as far as news is concerned. In the U.S. today, uh, the only thing on the calendar are earnings, so the big ones are Amex, Coke, Schlumberger, State Street, uh, and SYF. As far as the broader tape is concerned, I still feel the same as, I, as I've been saying. Um, you know, you still have this number for next year on the EPS of about 175. That may even be a couple dollars too high. 
So 17 times that gives you, you know, 2975, 3000, which should say ceiling. There does seem to be this near term yearning, though, to have a breakout. There does seem to be, um, for reasons not necessarily related to fundamentals, more positioning, sentiment, et cetera, um, that people want to see this market rally. They want to see SP set a fresh high. Um, if that were to occur, I think it would be very ephemeral. I think it would be fleeting, and I don't think it's something to chase. Um, but that near term dynamic probably favors a breakout. Um, but like I said, I think fundamentally you st- we're at the ceiling. You should not chase any type of um, a breakout in the market. So that is it for today. Uh, there's a new Vital Knowledge Market Survey that I included in today's Vital Dawn. Um, if everyone could please uh, input their thoughts. It's all anonymous, and then I'll publish those in the next couple of days. Um, and then there is an extensive calendar for next week coming up in the Vital Dawn. Um, the big focus is going to be on earnings, much heavier volume of reports than this week. But you also are going to get on Thursday the flash PMIs for October. So that's going to be the first real major economic data point for uh, the month of October. Obviously, the U.S. ones, I think, in particular will be in focus given how the ISMs, which they're slightly different numbers, um, the PMIs versus the ISMs. But I think people will be wondering to see if there's any type of improvement in the month of October. So that is it for today, Friday, October 18th. Thank you, everyone, for listening.